Amen. So um, this morning I want to um, I want to teach about um, living confidently. You know, um, or confidence, a tool for kingdom life. <laughs> Anyone that we choose, but is confidence. You know, um, because confidence is one of the tools with which we would execute God's plan. You understand? Confidence is one of the tools. You know, confidence, if you would execute God's plan, confidence is one of the things that you need to embrace quickly to be able to execute God's plan. Um, and that's why it's something to felt in my heart that we should share because of the time that we are in, right? We're in a time of taking territories, right? This is the time to take territories. Uh, many of us are already taking territories, uh, but this is the time to take territories. And if you are going to take territories, you have to know that you can take territories. Huh? If you are going to execute the plan of God for your life, you need to be sure that you can. You understand? Because the Bible says that it is they that know their God that shall be strong and they will do exploits. You know? I've always... Um, there's something I observe about um, our fathers, and one of the things I observe, I observe is that they know. You understand? You can speak all the English you want, but they know. <laughs> you understand? You know, you can speak all the English you want to speak, but they know. And when you know, eh, proofs follow those that know. When you know, you have proof. And that's why the Bible says that they that know their God shall be strong eh? and they will do exploits. Eh? So we have to have confidence um, in that. Confidence alone makes you strong. You say those that know their God shall be strong. Huh? Because there's always a basis for confidence. There's always a basis for confidence. And the Bible says that some trust in chariots. This is the. Amen. This is the confidence of some people. Some people trust in horses and some trust in chariots. Some of those things are things that money can buy, right? You want a horse. You get kulele for and you go and buy it, right? You want a chariot. <laughs> you can go and buy it. Yeah? But the psalmist said, I will trust in the name of the Lord my God. So, when men are confident in other stuff, um, which you can most likely get outside God, I will base my confidence in him. Right? So, we have to be confident. We have to be assured. If we are going to take the territories God has given us, right? We have to go there with bold face. Eh? <laughs> we have to go there with bold face. You know, I remember Jeremiah. Huh? Jeremiah was a child. And then God gave him words. You, know, you don't qualify yourself. When God has qualified you, don't requalify yourself. Do you understand? And say that I am a child. When God has called you more. Yeah. And I feel in my heart when I was preparing for this, I felt in my heart that in this house, 
a mandate has been placed on us to see ourselves more than children. Do you understand? So basically what I'm saying is that you can no longer say I'm a child. Okay. Um, you can no longer say that if God has told you to do something, you, you won't say that you are in training because he's the one that told you to do it. Huh? If he's training, if the person training you tells you that you should go and do it, you know, um, a pastor said something on Wednesday that really eats me and it's something that has been in my heart in the past few days. Me and my wife were talking about it, you know, and he said that you get purified in the process. You get in the work. When he gives you a command and you do it, that's where your purification comes from. You know, if you shrink back and say that this is not, if you shrink back and say that, ah, I'm too small for this work, you understand? You are not getting purified. You are not sanctified. You are not righteous because you did that. Contrary to what we feel. You know, sometimes you just think that, Lord, I'm waiting for you. I don't want to execute some things because I am still small. You understand? I'm still small. I don't have the capacity to carry out what you have told me to do uh, and what is written in your word. I always like to, whenever I say what God has told you to do, I also like to also say what is written in his word. Because some people will say that they've not heard any. (laughs) You understand? So I like to say that when I say what God has told you, I'm not just talking about something you saw in your dream or something that you got while you were in the presence worshiping. I'm also talking about something you got while you were reading the word. You know, because... Um, the word of God is the voice of God, right? And it is the word of God. <laughs> you understand? So, whatever God prompts in your heart to do, you have to embrace confidence. You have to embrace confidence to do it. I don't know if you understand what I mean. You have to embrace confidence to be able to do it. And the basis of confidence determines how strong your confidence is. Eh? And that's why I quoted that scripture. The Bible says that some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but I will trust in the name of the Lord my God. When you see someone that trusts in the name of the Lord is God, there are some things that happen. There are things that follow that kind of life. You understand? There are some things that follow. One of the things that this is one of the things that followed David. Eh? And that's one of the things that I see. One of the most interesting places to me in scripture is that scripture. I think it's First Samuel 17. I think. Where the Bible says that David had to face Goliath. You know? And I like the fact that one of the things that marveled me most about that scripture is that David said what will happen to Goliath. You don't understand? He said that today, I'm going to cut off your head. How did he say it? <laughs> I'm going to give your, your, your head to the birds. You understand? That's what confidence does. In Jesus, we don't, we don't wait for the feeling of confidence. You get, in Christ... We go and take it. You understand? And that's why sometimes when you are praying for healing, sometimes, or you are praying for someone to baptize in the Holy Ghost, you can say the word, I'm going to pray for you now. And you are going to receive healing. <laughs> you understand? Because that's the commanded God has given you a command. For that, you don't need another command. You understand? God has said, go into the world, do this. The Bible says, signs, this signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out devils, they will heal the sick, right? So that is a command God has given you already, and that's why I said it's in scripture. So you don't need to wait for another command to say, go and heal, right? Because God has already told you that you are going to heal. You understand? So you go, bef- you go out of an, you know, um, one of the plans of the devil is to keep us timid. 
he gets. And one of the reasons for timidity is so that we will not execute God's plan on the earth. Because as a timid person, you can't, right? Resources and grace grows in use. Do you understand? When you pray for someone today, that's the way it works all the time. Go and check it. Check it in scripture. Check it in real life examples. It works like that all the time. You pray for the sick today. You know, you might be shy a little the first time. You say, can I pray with you? You pray. Father, in Jesus' name, believe. Sometimes you're not even sure if you believe. Right? But you go ahead. Huh? Because God is constant. Huh? God is constant and God always works. So when you put God out, when you, when you bring out God, when you, when you put yourself on the line and say, Jesus, you have to do this for this person, God always shows up. And sometimes when you don't know whether he shows up, if he has showed up or not, you keep on doing it, right? You keep on doing it. Sorry. So you have to use what you have. Do you understand? You know, one of the things I... I'm just going to read out a few things. And I said, God has big dreams. And one of the weapons of the enemy is to keep us timid. So that we don't think like God. You know, when you think like God, confidence drops. What do I mean by that? Any man that you see has confidence in God, he has heard some things. He has seen some things. He saw something in scripture. For example, I see where David says that some may trust in chariots, some may trust in horses, but I will trust in the name of the Lord. I see where David looked at Goliath and said, today I'm going to bring you down. Do you get? And what surprised me, that's that scripture used to make me laugh every time I, I read it. <laughs> you know, what makes me laugh is that the, that part that the Bible says that the thing just comes to my mind and David ran towards him. You don't understand? <laughs> you see, he's wanting for you to be confident and say, yeah, come now. <laughs> come, I will deal with you. Come. Yeah, it's another thing for you to run. You don't understand? Oh my God. You understand? You ran towards him. Something that a whole nation could not defeat. A young man ran towards him. And the Bible says that because of this, one shall chase a thousand and two ten thousand. What does that mean? It means that the capacity that you have in your confidence with God can work mighty things in your environment. Do you understand? It can work mighty things in your environment. Because you are representing him. You know, I was, uh, I think I was also just with my wife this week. And we were saying that there's something about giving yourself, doing God's work. There's something about it. When you do God's work, your life no longer becomes your own. What does it mean? You are now on, you have told God that this thing is no longer about me. You can take care of me. That's what I'm saying. You just find out that as you do that more, sometimes this is even the way sometimes that flesh dies. Do you understand? Because you are doing more of God's counsel. It's not just a teaching that you have in your head. It's a practice. You are doing more of God's counsel. When you do more of God's counsel, it be some things that yourself begins to drop because... Gradually, you are no longer living for yourself. Gradually. Do you understand? God says, do this. You do it. You no longer live for yourself. You do it because even when you don't feel like. God says you should take, teach this person over a period of time. One day, you don't feel like. Or God says, or you just feel like this person should be filled with the Holy Ghost. And you don't feel like, right? And then you just go ahead and do it. You don't understand? You go ahead and do it. Even when you don't feel like. Don't you think that yourself is dropping? Because you did it when you did not feel like. 
Do you get? And so after a while, you begin to execute everything God is telling you, even when it's, it, you don't feel like doing it. Do you understand? So God has big dreams. And one of the weapons of the enemy is to keep us timid. Huh? So that you can see yourself and your limitations. Eh? So every time that you are seeing yourself, don't see yourself. Look at him. Do you understand? Look at Jesus. Stay with him. You know, one of the things David said, David said that when they asked him, do you think you can do this thing, guy? This thing is not all the things you probably think you've done before. You know. And that's why I'm, I'm encouraging us this morning. No ground is too new a territory for you to take. You understand? No ground is too new that you can't take it. No ground is too new that you can't take it. Nobody has done it before. Eh? Is not a is not in in God's agenda, in God's mind, is not a reason. Do you understand? That nobody has done it before. Because God works beyond all limitations. Yeah. That's an understatement. God's realm is the realm of no limitation. Right? So it means that there's nothing we can't do in God. If we stay to it, right? Sometimes it might seem like it took you ten times, right? There are territories, there are many things. Sometimes it's a battle of your mind. Do you understand? Sometimes it's a character issue that you are trusting the Lord to deal with. Sometimes it's at work, you are trusting God that you would, you would be an example of a child of God. Sometimes it's your business. You are trusting God that it will come out the way, the, in the picture that God has given you. Huh? But you can take it, right? We just need to be assured in him. You know, when the Bible says that we should labor to rest, these are some of the things that the Bible is talking about. You know, I, I see this so much in our fathers. <laughs> You know, God tells our fathers, some of our fathers that, some of this scripture that we quote a lot, are some of the scriptures that saw and formed the basis of their ministry and that they did for 50, 60 years. Huh? Some of this, those words, these signs shall follow them that believe. Eh? And someone took it and it became a ministry. You understand? <laughs> Again, some of these men saw it in that time of their Bible study, just like we study our Bibles, you know, and that's why we must labor that we are, <laughs> our labor should not just be in the excitement, you get, our labor should be in the depth of it, do you understand, you know, confidence speaks of depth, because if you don't have depth in confidence, eh, it's just a matter of time, some things will come, and you don't want to be shaken, but things happen by nature sometimes. Johnson, by nature, you might be shaking because your nature might not be able to accept. You know, the Bible says that he that fails in the day of adversity, his strength is small. It's not that he wants to fail, but his strength is small. Do you understand? He cannot, his capacity cannot take it. And that's why you need to desire depth in these things. You understand? You desire depth in confidence. The desire. Huh? You desire depth in confidence. You know, Psalm 20, verse 7. The Bible says that. Um, how did you put it now? Um, can you help me? Uh, you see that same. Some trust in child, some about. No, that's not scripture, sorry. Let me check it. Is this Psalm 27? Psalm 27. Psalm 27. Hmm? Uh, 
to the no it's not verse 7 the Lord is my light yeah the Lord is my light and my salvation you know David when he was going to run after run towards Goliath he said that I had dealt with the 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 bear you know and the Bible says that when the bear came he says I ran after it you don't understand so he's used to running after <laughs> do you understand he's used to running after these things you know and that's why even when he was king you see that these things are things that you grow into that's why you can't say that you are small do you understand you know when you know when he was when they came to take his family and all it's the same thing no say lord should i go after them <laughs> do you understand should i go after them because when you hear God consistently on those things, when you stay and you do it, whether you feel like it or not, after a while, it becomes a nature. Yes. Do you understand? It becomes your nature. You just find out that that's your natural response to stuff. Yes. Because that's where you've been exercising yourself. It becomes your natural response. He says, the Lord is my light. See, see his secret. Oh, you see his secret here. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Do you understand? So every confidence has a basis. Every confidence has a source. Do you get? And you are, your responsibility as a child of God is to make sure that your source stays as God. God is already your source because you are his child, right? But you need to be aware. Do you understand? He says, whom shall I fear? The Lord is trying to my life. For whom shall I be afraid? Do you understand? When you come to a point in your life where you are the, 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 the motion in which you are moving eh, is making it impossible for, for fear to be something constant in your life. Do you understand? The, the positions you are taking, the way you are growing, fear, you know, it means that it's possible for fear to be completely out. Right? And whenever fear seems to come up, you are no longer it's not, it doesn't you know that your 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 output is not determined by that fear that you feel so it says the Lord is my life and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid verse 2 when the wicked, even my enemies and foes came upon me to eat up my flesh what happened to them? They stumbled and, and they fell. You know? It says, do an also encamp against me. My heart shall not fear. You see, that is in the heart. Do you understand? The depth happens in the heart. And that's why that must be your yearning all the time. That your confidence should not be in outward stuff. But your, your confidence should be in the Lord. So that it is unshakable. Do you understand? Because you need that unshaking. Do you understand? You need that, that capacity to be unshaking so that you can do God's will on the earth. Because you are going to face many oppositions. There are oppositions that are loud and some are quiet. But there are oppositions. So you might not be facing an opposition that is loud today. Doesn't mean that you are not facing an opposition. You know, our pastor keeps saying that sometimes the voice of the world is an opposition, right? When you have that opposite, when sometimes you can't, you are afraid to execute, you are afraid to come out to say that, uh, everybody is saying that this person is terrible, design, and you are saying, you are afraid to say that what this person needs is Jesus. Because Jesus doesn't seem like the popular thing happening in that place at that time. Do you get? But with the confidence of the Lord, you know that your praise is not of men, but of God. So it doesn't matter what happens, what people say about you because you didn't say the popular thing. Do you understand? It doesn't matter what they say. You, your rest is in him. Is the basis for your rest. So sometimes when those things happen and men say that this guy is just all spiritual, he's not, he doesn't think, he doesn't, he's not realistic. Do you understand? This guy is not realistic. You know that such things do not move you because your confidence is in him. He told you, he has told you many things. He has told you many things. 
There's no child of his that he has not told many things. You know. <laughs> because God is big. When he speaks to you, what is transferred to you is not just the words. And that's why the words are spirit and they're life. Do you understand? What comes to you is also the spirit of the word. Eh? Do you understand? What comes to you, when God speaks to you, you also get the spirit of the word. That's why you need to stay. Do you understand? You need to stay in a place where God can always speak to you. In your local assembly, in your work with him, you need to stay. So that, because after a while, when he speaks to you today, you do it. A nature has been imparted. Do you understand? When he speaks to you, and then when he, God speaking to you alone, eh, is already a force. Do you understand? Joshua 1, 9 or 10. We'll go back to this. You don't have to go there. You don't have to go to Joshua. Joshua 1, 9 or 10 says that, it says, have I not commanded you? You don't understand? He said, God says, have I not commanded you? Don't be afraid. Do you understand? Have I not commanded you? It means that there's a response that is expected of someone God has commanded. Do you understand? When God commands you, you know, and, and when, of course, when I say go when God commands you, I'm not just talking about them. Um, <laughs> when God commands you, I'm not just talking about them. Um, um, I'm not just talking about instructions, right? I'm just talking about when God speaks his manner of life to you. You understand? When God reveals his nature to you and you see God in some way, eh? those things impart his nature to you. God spoke to Jeremiah. So, so, and so. He says, Lord, I can't speak. I'm just a child. God said, don't say you're a child. And God said, go and tell them this one, this one. After a while, God says, I'm going to set you against them and nothing they do to you will prosper. You know, when God has spoken those words, and you see who Jeremiah became, eh? the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> you know, when, you, when God was telling him, there was no book of Jeremiah. Right? So I want us to be like our fathers. They were little. God came. And they became much. Do you understand? They were nothing. God came. And they became much. Right? So please, I I plead with you. Don't judge yourself by um, your situation or anything that is external. Do you understand? We have the Holy Spirit. We have God, right? Holy Spirit is God, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have Jesus. We have been saved, right? I remember many years that, (laughs) on the lighter notes, many years ago, that I think I was just looking morose. And Pizak said that, what's wrong with you? That was many years ago. He said that. Has Jesus not died? <laughs> he said, Has Jesus not died? <laughs> you know, that was a long time. Because he says, Has Jesus not died? Mm-hmm. You know. So if anyone should be confident, we should be. We have the word of God. We are life in the spirit. We have hope of a resurrection. And we are not disadvantaged in any way. So we can have confidence. If anybody is authorized, we are. I realized that there was actually a message I was trying to prepare. um, Sometime I I was writing some topics. And one of the topics was authorized confidence. So quickly, let's look at that scripture. Quickly, let's look at that scripture. He says, when the, he says, do an oath should encamp against me. You know, this thing looks like scripture today. It looks like just words. 
But you know how you feel when you're attacked? Do you know how you feel when you're attacked? When it seems like everything is attacking you? Yeah. Those are the kind of things that will move you to pray and say, Lord, why me? What have I done to deserve this? You know, it looks like Bible story. But just put yourself in that place. Lord, why me? I've tried this thing. It looks like it's not working. I've tried this thing. It looks like it's not working. It says, though an oath should encamp against me, right? No, go, go back. Was it NKJV you were using? Or is the same scripture? It's the same version. I thought I saw something. There. Okay, so it says, the stomach, do an army, army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. It says, though war may arise against me, in this I will be confident. Eh? In this. What does that mean? In the midst of it, as everything is happening, life like this, I'm still there with my Jesus. <laughs> As everything is, it's not that I'm watching film. I'm not watching film. The thing is life like this. I'm part of the people participating. My name is David. Do you understand? My name is Deji. My name is David. Eh? Maybe for them, after some years, for some people, it might become a story for you. But I'm the one in the midst of this thing. <laughs> you get, for some of you, you might be reading it later. Eh? But I'm the one in the middle of it. And in the middle of it, I will be confident. It's not when it eases off. Oh. I'm not going to wait till it eases off. Huh? I'm not going to wait till it eases off. While I'm staying in it, while I'm in it, the Bible says that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil while I am in it. Do you understand? I still will not be afraid. In this, I will be confident. This is one of the works God does for us. You know, I always say this, that some people, somebody denied Jesus some days ago. (laughs) Three times. Some people that probably don't even count asked him, do you know him? He said no. A servant asked, do you know him? He said no, right? What would the servant do to you? Maybe you go and announce that this one is one of them but he was afraid that the servant will. And then some days after, Holy Ghost came upon him. He gets. And then the same person, he came out in the open and preached and 5,000 gave them li- their lives to Christ. Is it not strange? That's what Jesus does. You understand? Jesus transforms. You get. And you might think that, don't look at yourself. Don't always look at yourself. That's some, sometimes that's the mistake we make. Don't just look at my, yourself, Lord. I don't know. Think about God sometimes. Think about his bigness. Do you understand? Think about how big he is. Think about what God can do. And that's why you need to soak yourself in the word of God. Because if you don't, you will not know that this is what God can do. Do you understand? So you need to be fed. You need to be thoroughly fed. Because it is in feeding that you know some of these things. Right? When you are fed, you know. And that's why you need to stay. You need to stay. You need to soak yourself in the word of God. You never outgrow the word of God. You never outgrow it. You have to always approach it with all the simplicity that you can have. And wait for it. Do you understand? You have to keep waiting on the word of God. You have to keep waiting. It says, my, you see, you can't read these scriptures for a year and you're the same. Do you understand? The first day, you might still have a uh, second day, third day, for, after a while, you can't be reading these scriptures and your life will remain the same again. It's the word of God. It's his spirit. It's, it transfers spirit to you. It transfers life. It transfers energy. Do you understand? So it says, Don't, I'm your, my heart shall not fear. Don't want me rise against me. In this I'll be confident. Next verse. Let's see his secret now. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Continue. For in the time of trouble, can you see? He shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle where I reside, shall he hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Because I am with him. Already being on God's side and being with God. It's already a secret place. 
Do you understand? And you need to be used to it. Do you understand what I mean? How do you get used to the secret place? By constantly staying there. You get by interacting with him. Do you understand? By interacting with him in prayers. By staying with him in fellowship. By looking at his word. Do you understand? By asking relentlessly. Do you understand? The Bible says, ask and you, you get, right? You receive. It says, seek and you find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. When you knock and the door is not open, what do you do? You keep knocking until the door is open. Don't stop. God speaks to us. This is another advantage. His words are spirit and life. They, come the, they become the fa- very fabric by which we live. He is boldness. Yeah, he is boldness. His very nature. So he communicates to us nature to nature. Not just knowledge basis. He always wants us to become what he's saying. So the devil wants you to be confident in what you have. What you, you, on yourself alone. So that you not bear the Lord's foot. You understand? Because if you are confident in yourself alone, you will not bear God's foot. Eh? You can't bear in the order of God because you are not confident in him. It's not the basis of your confidence. It is the Lord's foot that always remains. Because it's it's eternal. Mm. Sorry, I want to I want to be very precise. So you can't live in the noise of the world. Yeah? One of the things that break confidence is noise. When you are afraid to be different, you understand? The noise is loud. And sometimes, like I said, it might not be loud, but you are afraid to just stand out. So we must not live in that noise. What's the noise? Many opinions. Ideas about situations and matters outside the word of God. You understand? Many ideas, many, many stuff that is outside the word of God. That does not align with God's word. So you don't respond to life issues by the noise. Yeah? You don't take their noise and use it to respond because their voice is loud. You don't take that voice and use it to respond to situations in life. You understand? You don't take it as the perspective for your own, for your life. It doesn't become your perspective, you know. You know, we're talking about, at the membership class today, we're talking about husband and wife, and we're saying that the fact that some people say stuff about marriage around in the world is an embarrassment for you to take it up and use it to run your life. You're a child of God. You're alive. Do you understand? You can't take dead thoughts and use it to raise your children or your family. Is an embarrassment. Do you get? What kind of kingdom person are you? And what kind of kingdom are you building? <laughs> Do you understand? So it says, don't respond to life issues by the noise. And that's why the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence. Because out of it comes forth the issues of life. Your interpretation of life. The matters that make you interpret the meaning of situations. It comes from your heart. Then if your heart is set on the Lord, imagine the kind of interpretation you give to things. Do you understand? This is part of the reason the world is drawn. The world is drawn to God's wisdom. Because God's wisdom is part of the beauty of God. It's just like God's love. You know God's love is beautiful. There's almost anybody that will see God's love that, that will resist it. That will be able to resist it. Do you get? Some people experience it in different ways. Some people, I, I remember pastor was saying once of someone that 
he was in church and he just, he, some things were happening and then he just met himself on the floor and he, he said he had his, and he gave his, he was already born again. Some people think when God shows up, eh, many things happen. Church happens. I always say that God comes, when God comes, no man becomes the same again. Do you understand? If you stay with him, no man becomes the same again. There's always fruit of your staying. God told Moses when he came before the sea. What did he say? He said he should stretch forth that thing, right? The rod. He said he should go forward. And God expected him to be confident enough to do so. Imagine if Moses said, rod, Lord, Ah, Lord, God wants to embarrass me here today. Do you understand? Imagine the pressure. Do you know what that means? A whole nation is following you. Then some people are coming with horses and chariots. It's not like they're running, though. They're coming. Out there. <laughs> you know the pressure. You know, but sometimes by practice, we we'll know how to maintain that internal balance. It's the same thing that David was used to, where your balance is in God. And you judge all things as nothing until God comes in. You don't understand? You judge all things that let God be true and every man be a liar. You judge all things by him. Huh? He says, lift up your rod and strike. Go to the previous verse. No, that. The previous chapter. Okay. And the Lord says, I stretch out the hand, the previous one. I'm to check some. I'm to check some. Hand. 25. Aha. It says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. <laughs> you know, these things look like film when we are reading it in the Bible, but they are real. You know, you might not be in front of a Red Sea, but you are in front of stuff. Every day you are in front of stuff that looks like impossible situations. You know, but the Bible, God says, go forward. That's confidence. This man, when God, before God said, go forward, he might not even have been confident. Too, but he went forward because God said, go forward. Do you understand? He went forward because the word, I'm speaking to us now, the word said, go forward. So obedience brings confidence. Right? And when you obey, you have proofs in your life. And proofs also encourage confidence. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, if you pray for the sick five times and they recover, I'm telling you, there's something it does to you. I'm telling you, it changes your heart. There's something it does when you see proof. When you do it five, six times, you heard what daddy said, um, PK, when he came. He said, he was talking about the anointing like a subject. <laughs> you don't understand? He said that whenever this anointing comes, so, so, and so happens. He knows by experience. The first day he started, he might not have noticed it. Do you understand? But after a while, he knows that this thing, this is the way it works. Do you understand? And so when you, when you do it consistently, I'm telling you, don't wait till you feel we are ready. Don't wait till you are it's beautiful when you do these things, especially when you are young. It's beautiful. Do you get? It starts. Imagine when you start doing it now. By the time you are at a certain age, you would have become Baba. You understand? You will know how the thing works. They say someone is, is leprous outside. Bring him. Let's just have a chat. Do you understand? <laughs> do you understand? You know, I was reading a book some years ago um, by Papa Bishop Boedeko, and he was saying that, um, what's the name of that book? Satan Get Lost. I can't, I can't forget that book. I remember the person that borrowed me. It was many years ago. And I, I, was, I was reading the book, and he said that, he said that someone was demon-possessed, and he said the person should enter his car. That he, want to see the, he wants to see the demon that will enter the car with the person. Do you understand? I remember he was sharing also in that same book. He said that someone was manifesting inside, was doing some stuff, someone that was not all right, a crazy person also. 
and he, he went there and everybody was dragging everybody he said they should, they should leave everything. That as he entered the place the man just said <laughs> Amen. Our fathers know. know, And this is one of the things that we must speak from our fathers. Our fathers believe in depth. Confidence is in depth. Do you understand? They believe in depth. You understand? And that's why some of our fathers, it might look like you are enjoying all the revelation that seems to be coming out of them. Trust me, there's revelation in them. But you are not enjoying it. Because, I don't know, maybe sometimes we might not just enjoy every teacher. But just know that they have some things that, that they have some weights that everyone recognizes and that God has given to them. You know, some of this, after you walk a while, it will become your, your own. You understand? <laughs> it will become your own. Deji di ila. You understand? It will become your own. Eh? Anybody lays his hands on, the person's life never remains the same. So proofs. That's why we have to be sincere with him so that we don't, so that what you are confessing to believe is working for you. Because it works and is meant to work. God said greater works than this we will do. Right? So you belong in his presence. You get your impetus from his presence. You can't function outside his presence. You were made to. He's your impetus. And he makes all things. He makes all the, You just find out that you're able to do some stuff. That's why you shouldn't joke with services and programs. Because it might be that that person that day was sent to you. We need to. Don't take your local assembly or those God has put over you for granted. From there. Do you understand? First, what God taught you so you can have proofs. Proofs and fruit is a part of your journey. It adds to your confidence and assurance. Execution of God's plan, right? The purpose for confidence is execution. You can't just be confident without a cause. Do you understand? You have to be confident for execution. Everybody that is a child of God has been authorized to be confident. Do you understand? Because there's no other basis for fear. Do you understand? You've been authorized to be confident. The king of kings is living in your heart, right? The Holy Ghost is living in your heart. You know, there's no reason not to be confident. So I want you to labor in this, right? I want you to look at the word of God. I want you to grow in this. I want you to um, ask him for help. I want you to grow. Do you understand? Grow. Practice. You know, we need to take over the world, Right? For Jesus, you know, again, I was, I was, I was reading, uh, I was watching um, um, one of our papas, um, Jesse Duplantis, you know, and it was, I saw something he put on his, this thing, I think, world evangelism, you know, when people can, are bold enough to say world evangelism, you know, <laughs> you understand, when people, some of us, some of them started by talking to the guy where they went to buy suya. Eh? They started by talking to the lady, the bike man. Do you understand? Bike man. Just, just, they just remember, I'm supposed to preach this person. Yeah. This morning I got down from the bike. As I was coming, I just remember that. I'm entering church now. I just asked the bike man that, ah, that's about church. That won't, he said he's a Muslim. You know, and that he, that in his, in his lineage or so, that they, 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 they don't used to go to church. <laughs> He said, he used one, but I can't even say it. He said, he he wrote me as a The way he said it, like it was an anathema. <laughs> Amen. This, uh, okay. But sometimes we drop seeds for those people, right? Those are the people we are taking over because they're God's inheritance. You know? They were made for God. You know, Everybody, and that's, uh, our pastor was telling us about us engaging evangelism, and this is one of the reasons for this message. You get engaging that, speaking to the world about Jesus. Do you understand? Be confident to do that. Don't be afraid. You get because you are the one that God sent. Yeah. Some 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 people might not get God quickly because you didn't go. 
Do you understand? And you need to go. Um, you are not going because you are the most powerful person on earth. You are going because you are a child of God. And that's enough, right? Yeah, you don't have to wait for all the externals. Don't wait for it to be complete. Eh? Don't even wait for the message to be complete. Just go. <laughs> go into all the world and preach the gospel. That's what Jesus said. When he said it, he didn't make provision for why and why not. Do you understand? You should. He just said go. And that go is, a, is enough. My Jesus said I should go is enough. Because in his presence, I'll receive grace and strength to do what he has said. He gets, I'm going to fellowship with him every day of my life. Because I'm going to become who he wants me to be. I'm an executor of his plan and his purpose. And his plan and his purpose is beautiful. If you live for it, you are the most privileged person on the earth. If you live for his plan and his purpose, in your business, in everything you do. You understand? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all you do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you because you use us for mighty things. The least here will not be least. The least here will not be small. Because teach our hands to war. You are the one that teaches our hands to war. Thank you, Jesus. We are strong and a mighty people. We will take territories for you. We take it in you. We take it by you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.